Hello, good morning, and welcome to episode 156 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks along with Phil Ramsey. Good morning, Phila. Good morning, Pastor Hicks. Oh, that's very, very, very um, formal of you. How are you? Doing good. How's your week been? Been very exciting. Been heavy in the word. That's good. The good news for you, you are, as we are speaking, you are in uh, in a church in Nicaragua. Say it. I can't say it. <laughs> Nicaragua. Nick. Say it again. Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Mana- Managua, Nicaragua. That's the capital city. Last time we went, uh, back in June, we're, we were in Wigalpa. Say that again. Uh, Wigalpa. <laughs> it's about three hours outside of Managua. Uh, they say two hours. It was a two-hour ride. It was three, three and a half. Mm. But anyway, uh, we... Uh, this time elected to stay in the capital city where we fly into uh, just made more sense. Um, and so we are today, Sunday, as you're hearing this, uh, we're preaching in uh, three different churches. Kevin Twisdale, Keith Twisdale, and myself uh, have separated <laughs> and we'll preach in three different churches today. And then uh, and then the training with the pastor starts uh, on Monday and uh, we'll we'll spend uh I don't even know, eight, 12 hours a day, uh, Monday through Friday with them, uh, teaching them, um, um, m- m- disciple making, but also, uh, old Testament. And, uh, and so it's, it's seminary. So uh, they're, they're going to get, uh, some, uh, some seminary training. Uh, but, uh, since last time we have a, uh, different group of, pa- not a completely different group of pastors, but a, Almost a different group of people. We've got a new group who uh, who the majority weren't with us in June, and so we are going to take a step back and and go back through the disciple making information from June, and then we're going to also go through the the next uh, the next module of uh, of information, which is Old Testament, with them. So a lot of information going to be poured into them uh, over five days, and then we'll fly back Saturday. Was it Spanish? Is that what they speak over there? Yes. Yeah. You don't know any Spanish? No. Not one word. No, but we have translators. Okay. Many, so really many translators. So what you preached and they so your message is actually if you have an hour message it may it's go close hours. to two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well just be praying for them as they're over there doing that. And Jimmy, right before you got here, I was listening to a song by Faith Hill. Faith now, I think, Hill. I think several people sang this. So the name of the song was A Baby Changes Everything. I'm going to tell you something. I had tears rolling down my face. So I want to play this. This is a Faith Hill, A Baby Changes Everything. And listen here, folks. A baby changed everything. Amen. God became flesh. So listen to this song. Meditate on it. When we get back, we're going to cover the last two or three verses in Hebrews chapter 8. We'll be back right after this song. Teenage girl. Much too young Unprepared For what's to come A baby changes everything Not a ring On her head All her dreams And all her A baby changes everything A baby changes everything The man she loves 
never touched How will she keep his trust? A baby changes everything A baby changes everything And she cries back to Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy. That's Phil. Thanks for that, Phil. That was beautiful, beautiful song. Well, it was pretty. I was just working before you got here and was letting my my uh, 
iTunes account play, and that was in my song list. And I'm like, and I listened to it four times. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness! So, a baby does change everything. Yeah, you ever think about that? It does. How can, how can, how can Jimmy know God? Well, Jimmy can't. You know, it's like this. We can we look up at night. We see the star. We see the galaxies. We see trill. Well, we don't see, but there are trillions and trillions of galaxies just like ours. How can we know this God? Well, we can try. We can look up. But how does how can we know Him? He came to us, hmm. and for a reason put on a a suit of skin born of a virgin walked among us so that we could know this God and that's why the new covenant is better it sure is because the old covenant what we've been studying right here this is what we've been studying the old covenant we couldn't know God on that level we had the high priest we had to go to who was our mediator Mm -hmm. but because a baby changed everything god himself came was born of a virgin as phil said and his mother mary he humbled himself to the point where he had his diaper changed and his butt wiped god Mm. incarnate Mm -hmm. in the flesh a baby changed everything, and now this new covenant is better because we can know God and we have access to Him. This baby came for the purpose to die. Absolutely. And He was going to. And, you know, He was going to. He was going to die a perfect death, but He also came and lived a perfect life. Mm-hmm. Again, nobody else could do that. Right. Nobody. Absolutely. All right, so let's jump back into Hebrews and wrap up chapter 8 this morning. Um, so uh, we'll start with 10. We got through 10 last week, but we'll start back there this week and, and read through the end of the chapter. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds and I will write them upon their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest of them, for I will be merciful to their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. When he said a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete, but whatever is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to disappear. Let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you for your word. God, I pray right now that through the power of the Holy Spirit that you will open minds, you will open hearts this morning to receive wisdom. Lord, I pray for illumination right now. For those listening, those who uh, are unbelievers, God, I pray that you will open them up through the power of the Holy Spirit to, to receive the gospel and hear the gospel for the first time in their lives. And Lord, I pray that you save them this morning. And those listening to us right now who are believers, God, I pray you illuminate them to the truth and you grow them and give them wisdom and continue to uh, to build them spiritually. Lord, thank you for Phil. Thank you for um, his commitment and his study of your word. Uh, Lord, I, I thank you for the opportunity that you've given us. Again, we don't take this lightly. And I thank you for uh, trusting us with the platform that you have. Uh, I pray that uh, we bring you honor 
and glory this morning. It's in the holy and powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. We said this last week, but I'm going to say it again because it's really interesting. Basically, the first thing you read, for for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days says the Lord. So we have a we have two covenants we're dealing with. Both of the covenants were given were given to Israel. Yeah. I think sometimes we don't think about that. Yeah. Both covenants were given to uh, to Israel. And we Gentiles are beneficiaries of the covenant. Absolutely. But and that's good news. That's right. <laughs> Amen. So we're beneficiaries in in the old covenant. Let's 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 talk about this for a second. Do or die, right? Would you say so? Yeah. Do you think people in the old covenant, oh, possibly could be obeying out of fear? I would. I think I would. If mm-hmm. God says, "Look, do this, you're blessed. Don't do this, you're cursed." That was kind of, I would say fear was a big motivating factor in the Old Covenant. But the New Covenant, I would say, is not based on fear. It's one out of an adoring, loving, worshiping, you know, words that are written on our heart and written on our minds. It's fr- it's internal versus external. There's a differences between the two. Yeah, but you know, what's so amazing when you look at the differences of the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, that's what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at the differences and, and you see how the, the uh, Old Covenant wasn't sufficient to provide full and complete forgiveness of sin. It's unable to, but 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 the new covenant is. See, see, it says uh, we studied, uh, or we will look at in the next chapter when he says that the gifts and sacrifices of the old covenant, uh, uh, it's it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Hmm. Uh, and so, because of this, they had to keep offering year after year after year after year. They had to keep making these sacrifices, but no more, because full, perfect, complete. Uh, uh, sacrifice was given uh, in the new covenant with Jesus offering himself and so that cleanses us cleanses our conscience clean, puts away the sin once and for all and so you tell me how that's not better mm-hmm. that's right and uh, that's good like you said right before that we just like in the old people uh, Gentiles were saved before the new covenant and Gentiles are definitely saved after the you know there's not very many uh records of salvation in the old with Gentiles, but it did happen, and there are records. How many? I don't know. God knows. In the New Covenant, it appears that Gentiles are benefiting in a great way over the house of Israel. Why do we know that? Because of their rejection of God, their Messiah, the ones everything pointed to, God darkened their eyes. So they're seeing, they're, they are it says blinded in part in Romans 11 is what it says. So you see now that we are in the age of the church. And now Israel uh, is still those who are still in the old covenant. There is a remnant of Israel right now that are born again Jewish believers, the true Israel. And then there there are those that are uh 
Jews that are uh, definitely sticking to the old covenant. And to be saved, they're going to have to come to the new. Yeah. But Gentiles are saved. They're well, sa- there was, yeah, like you said, they were saved in the Old Testament. I mean, we've got, uh, uh, just off the top of my head, uh, um, um, uh, Rahab, yeah. uh, Ruth, uh, the Ninevites, they were mm-hmm. all Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And we have records of their salvation in, preserved in the in the Old Testament. Abraham, Gentile. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the father of the Jews, a Gentile, an idolater, a God-hater. He worshiped other gods. Mm-hmm. It says, let me read the scripture. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseen that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, all nations shall be blessed in you. That's Galatians 3, 7 and 8. So he, he we see that he's making a covenant with the house of Israel. And after those days, says the Lord, this is pretty big, Jimmy. Let's just not take this for granted this next verse i i i like that i who's i god God. i will put my laws into their minds and i who's i god will write them upon their hearts Mm. who's there israel yeah we're not talking about gentiles we're talking about jews Mm -hmm. and I, who's I, God, will be their God, and they, who, Israel, Israel, they shall be my people. Yeah. So God, God is going to take something that they hold dear, their external laws, rules, regulations, regulations, ceremonial, judicial, all these laws that they hold dear. He's now going to take that outer law and now write his law in their minds and in their hearts, just like he did the church. And he, God, will he will be their God. So we have a promise here, the promise of the new covenant being fulfilled, I believe, at the very end of time. You had a verse there you were looking up. Read that. That that kind of allude to the, to maybe what we're talking about. All right, it's uh, it's Second uh, Corinthians chapter three. Uh, are we beginning to commend? This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we need, as some, letters of commendation to you or from you? You are our letter written in our hearts, known and read by all men, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ, cared for by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Mm. So he has written it onto the hearts of the Corinthian church yeah. and, the, and, 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 and the men and the women of the the Corinthian men and women, Gentiles. Right. So. And he will do the same thing with the, the original people he made the covenant with, and that's the Jew. That's right. And so that's uh, that's pretty stout. That's right. Let's uh, read the next verse, 11. It says, And they shall not teach anyone. Let me go back. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother saying know the lord for all shall know me from the least 
to the greatest of them. So this new covenant being internal, the new covenant has to be different than the old. Man, it's got to be personal. It's personal not only in God's law, which is his word being within us, but his very spirit also is within us. And that's and that's basically what he's saying is right. the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Every everybody who's been born again has the Holy Spirit, has a helper, has a good news, a resident teacher. And, in them, and that, uh, give me a, let me give you a verse. It reminds me of First John two, when he says, "And as for you, the anointing which you receive from Him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as His anointing teaches you about all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in Him." Yeah, that's good. Yeah. John, well, John fourteen twenty six says, "But the Helper." The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Yeah. This wonderful God now lives within us. Yeah, yeah, and even even deeper than that, you're in John what fourteen, back in uh, in John twelve or John six, Jesus out of his mouth said, "It is written in the prophets." The Old Covenant, the Old or the Old Testament, it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Verse twelve. I will be merciful. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Who's I? God. God. Okay. He will be merciful to their iniquities. Yeah, Gentile or Jews. Right. And I, God, will remember their sins no more. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that is good. They, they look, God's going to fulfill his promise to yeah. them. Yeah. Under the old covenant, sins could never really be forgotten because they were really never forgiven. They were just what? They were covered. They were atoned. They were, their sins were covered, foreshadowing, anticipating true forgiveness in one person that walked this earth, and that was Jesus Christ. Know whether you believed under the old covenant or you believe under the new covenant, God forgets every sin. God forgets every sin. I don't think we really walk in that. I don't think we do. I don't think we really realize that in God's mind and in and, and our position, every sin that I have committed, every sin that I am doing now, though I don't want to, I'm, I do, and every sin I do in the future has been removed from my ledger never ever to be held against me actually they've been taken away as far as the east is from the west my sins are remembered no more and when i stand before god and 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 stand before him he sees me just like he sees the sun sinless yeah so the next time you as a believer the next time you sin is like the first time you've ever sinned yeah in the eyes of god and, and he's chosen he he's not 
this is not something where we're calling God a uh, uh, saying God has um, uh, uh, Alzheimer's. I mean, He has chosen not to remember. Yeah. So when you are guilty and 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 Satan reminds you of your sin, you then go and ask God for forgiveness a thousand times for the same sin and you're guilty for no reason you feel guilty for no reason and that's what the enemy wants but god has already forgotten so when you say god i am so sorry i you know i know i keep telling you i'm sorry for for whatever he's like what are you talking about Mm. we are you know there's a difference there our sins are removed you know and i and i belong to god i'm adopted you know that's a i'm adopted so i'm in the family I got the inheritance, right? If Jimmy, you were my daddy, okay, if you were my daddy, I'm your son. Now, there's things I do that you don't like. And when I do that, uh, we, you know, we got some issues we got to work out. I mean, I got to work out. You're perfect, by the way, Jimmy, <laughs> if you're representing God. So, so there's, there's nothing, you, we need to confess our sins, but just know there's no more condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. You will not be condemned for your sins, and they are removed from your account. But for the person that doesn't belong to Christ, guess what? You're condemned That's right. already. So do you want your sins removed from the ledger? There's only one way to do it. Well, see, that's right. That's right. And and how can you sit here and say, Phil, how does God remove every bad thing that I've ever done? How does he just remove it? He did. To say that God, to to have a, a thought in your mind that, that, that the enemy keeps putting in there, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is by allowing the enemy to continue to remind you of things you've done in the past, you don't deserve to go there. You don't deserve to to to, to stand in a pulpit and preach do you know what you've done mm-hmm. you don't you, you're you're not good enough for that you're not good enough for god listen for me to buy into that is for me to say what god did in with jesus on the cross is insufficient that it didn't work that it was uh, unreliable it, but I know that's not true. I know what God did, what Jesus did on the cross was sufficient, was reliable, was final. And for me to believe that believes otherwise. God took my sin, like he feels it, removed it, removed it, and he placed it on Jesus. For me to think that I'm still guilty of that or I still stand accountable for that is absolute almost blasphemy mm-hmm. it is yeah that's why you should just as a christian you should enjoy this relationship enjoy your position of uh, of where you are and and rest in rest in that that's right enjoy god amen say it again enjoy god yeah there we go <laughs> let's read the last verse when he said a new covenant he has made the first one obsolete But whatever is becoming obsolete is growing old and is ready to disappear. So we have a a replacement of covenants here. The old one is now obsolete, replaced with a new and better covenant. That's right. So the old covenant is obsolete. It It had its purpose. But now we're under a new covenant, a better covenant. And that's what chapter 8 is all about. Actually, I would say, and I think you would agree with me, Jimmy, that when Jesus died on the cross, 
And he was the final sacrifice and the veil the the veil to the Holy of Holies was was ripped and now we have access to God Himself through Jesus Christ. The old covenant was over. Yeah. But we also know that people keep on living that way and 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 going to the temple. Yeah. For a little period of time. Right. And that's what he's saying here. He's you know basically I think he's alluding to the continued sacrifice. He's saying look this is obsolete. This is done. He made it. He said a new covenant. When he said a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. So this old sacrificial system, this old mosaic system is obsolete. But whatever's becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to disappear. So maybe he's even writing and predicting that the temple is going to fall because it's ready to disappear. Mm -hmm. It's becoming obsolete and it's about ready to disappear. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah, and... And it did. Just a few years after the writer. Yeah, a few years after this, the temple was destroyed. So guess what? If there's no temple... There's no sac- There's no way to nowhere to take the sacrifice, and there's right. no no priesthood. So this is it's done deal. Yeah, it's a done deal. Well, look, I say I know we got to wrap it up, um, but but let me just let me close by saying this: um, that uh, if we stand back and we look at the big picture of the history of of God's people, um, what we see is that uh, is that the Lord He just feel He keeps getting closer. He keeps getting closer. You know, we went all the way back at the garden. Humanity went astray. Humanity just just completely, totally turned their back on God all the way back then. Uh, but in the covenants, in these covenants that God's made, he keeps getting closer to his people. In the new covenant, uh, it says he's, he's in places, he says he's high as the heavens, right? Uh, but he's as close as our heart. Mm-hmm. Jesus is in our hearts. And so he... Jesus is the more excellent, the better covenant, the more excellent ministry. He makes everything possible. He's the high priest who sent the spirit to work in our hearts, and he's the minister of our hearts. That's a good word. Yeah. So, in closing, we like to talk, don't we, Jimmy? We do. No more old covenant. No more No more rituals. No more rules and regulations. None of that. Now we're under a new covenant. So the old system's over. No more rules, regulations, sacrifice, priesthood, you know, the ceremonies, the rituals, the washings. All of that. All of those 613 uh, laws that Israel had to buy by or else is over. Now what are we to do? We are to what? Just like he told, uh, he told uh, the the lawyer in the in the in the, the parable about the Samaritan. We are to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Also, we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. And and here's 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 the deal, folks. That uh, love is present tense. What does that mean? Present tense, continuous. Never love, love, stops. Love, 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 love. Never love. stops, never wavers, and it's done perfectly. Jimmy, have you loved God with all your heart, heart, soul, mind, and strength? No. Have you loved your neighbor as yourself no. perfectly? No. Well, you've broken God's law. Absolutely. You've broken God's law, and you know you have, mm. and you're a sinner, yeah. and you know it. 
But God held you to that standard. So what did you do? You cried out to him, Lord, I can't keep your law as hard as I try. And you cried out for mercy. And God saved you. And he saved me too. We can't even keep what he requires in the New Testament. But we put our trust in the one that did obey perfectly. And the the one that did die. And the one that did pay a final price. Paid in full. Tell us I it's over. What an unbelievable God. You can't make this stuff up, y'all. Folks, I, my, my prayer is that uh, if you're sitting, I don't want to say on the edge, but if you're just, if you're, if you know that you have never been impacted by the word of God, well, like Phil and I have, have been talking about, what I would ask you to do is, is to pray get on your knees get alone get by yourself and talk to god ask god to show you through his eyes give you ask him to give you his eyes for what jesus did for you ask him to allow you to see through his eyes the sacrifice that christ made for humanity so you will know the impact of the of of what jesus did because, see, until you can begin to see the sacrifice Jesus made through God's eyes, it will never fully register with you how big of a sacrifice that was. And he made it for you as if you were the only person that ever lived. That's how personal the sacrifice was. That's how individual it was. And so I would just, I'd urge you to get on your knees, get alone and just Pray out, cry out to God to allow him to ask him to break your heart and let him let you see not only what Jesus showed you or what Jesus did for you. But 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 after that, ask him to let let you see people the way he sees them. Let you see the world the way he sees it. And I promise you, you won't have a very your heart won't be hardened toward people and sinners much longer. Well, here's a here's a quick little test to find out if you're questioning your salvation. Here here's a test that you can kind of ask yourself. I remember when I when we had our first child who recently got married. Who recently got married, by the way? Oh, you're getting old, Jimmy. (laughs) But uh, he needed milk to survive. Now, what 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 drew him? Was it the taste of milk, or was his body saying, "I'm hungry"? I'm hungry. Right. So, are you hungry for God? Have you been born again? When you're born again, you hunger for the one that birthed you. Do you hunger for God? Ask yourself. What dominates your thinking? What dominates your life? Where is your passion? And where does God fall into that? If you're not hungering for him, you need to examine yourself and say, why? Why do not? Why do I not want anything to do with the person that I that, that I confess that lives inside of me? Yeah. If you don't hunger for him, you better pray and ask Why? You might be lost. That's right, and and and, and I'll, I'll 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 echo that because you know I've got people in my family, and I'll just call you out now. I love you, but I've got people very close to me who 
will confess, I'm saved, I'm saved, which, you know, most of the, most of the Bible Belt will confess that they're saved. Mm. But, but listen to me, folks. I confess that I was saved I would have, before I knew the Lord. Just because we live here in the South, just because we, we, we go to church or have been exposed to churches and we heard about Jesus and we believe, doesn't mean you're truly converted and regenerated. It doesn't mean that. So if you would confess Christ, but when a Christian walks in and you're uncomfortable, when a Christian walks in and starts beginning to talk about Jesus and you get uncomfortable and you leave, there's a problem. There's a problem because you two should be attracted to each other. The Jesus in you should be attracted to the Jesus in them. If there's a, not a, if there's not a Jesus in you, then you are uncomfortable. I'm just saying, I, I examine yourself. Good word, Jimmy. All right, we got to go. Father, we just thank you for this time that we've had. Uh, we thank you for this this better covenant. We thank you for writing your law in our hearts and in our minds. And, and this, what you've written in into us, it isn't burdensome to us. We take great joy and delight in, in obeying what you say. It brings, it brings me joy to be able to walk in obedience to what your word says. And I know when we do that, Lord, you, we, we're trusting in you and not this flesh that we battle every day. Lord, your way is better. Your covenant is better. Your priesthood is better than anything else. And I just pray that folks listening today that, that, uh, They'll start seeking after you and, and, and asking the tough questions. Do I know you? And I just pray that you reveal yourself to them. And, uh, Lord, we just give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. And we just thank you for the time we've had today to eat your word. It is holy and perfect. And uh, we just thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Folks, we'll see you back here next week on Life Song Radio. Try to hear a new word from God And I think it's very odd And while I attempt to help myself My Bible sits upon the shelf With every promise I could ever need And the word was And the word is And the word will be Does it fit across the shoulders? Will it fade when it gets older? We throw ideas that aren't in style in the Salvation Army pile and search for something more to meet our needs. Persecuted but not abandoned